that ladies and gentlemen welcome to this week's episode of gym owners podcast i'm your host the fast talking one tyler stone over there's john fairbanks how you doing john i'm good i'm not as fast talking john's coming in low like under caffeinated today is that the issue <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure we were playing into the same. You can't thing. come in on a podcast low energy. I've done it. You see, you, you see a lot of these business podcasts. Some people come in and they just start talking and it's like, oh, you were just having a boring conversation. <laughs> Is yeah, and now you, you just in. like, okay, so I guess we'll hit record. And then you hit record and it yeah. fucking sucks. It's one of the things I learned a long time ago. I've done a lot of podcasts over a lot of years. So we didn't mention this last time. It was like 504 or five for six or something like that now at this point. Yeah. Five. Anyway, for me, um, John, how many are you at with your other ones now? You've, you you kind of got quite a few under your belt too. Yeah, I'm about 225, 230. Yeah. So, yeah. but the thing you learn is like, especially as you build an audience, is that people are listening at different times of the day and with different things in their lives. And it's always a thing we I've learned from podcasts where we like, that are not business related where maybe we'll like party a little bit and crack some jokes. And it's like, yeah, if you're recording at 10 o'clock at night and you have a few drinks and you get a little fucked up and you're being a little funny and being a little edgy and being a little loud and getting obnoxious, like, and someone's listening to that at six 35 in the morning as they're driving to work, like <laughs> if, it fucking sucks for them. And they're like, this is dumb. This guy's being like, if they're not there with you, it's right. just not there. And so, Anyway, we got to bring the energy for some of you fools that are driving to work, that are in a commute, that are doing something very boring right now. I can't sit here and go, well, guys, today we're going to talk about uh, Welcome to NPR. things. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight we've got these smooth sounds of the jazz messengers. And <laughs> so, no, the guys, this week, welcome to Gym Owners Podcast. I'm Tyler John. Uh, follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F. and Stone. John is JBanksFL on Instagram. We'll get to the rest of the deets later. Links are in the description if you want any other stuff. Facebook group, our business coaching, memberships, uh, all sorts of goodies. So John and I were having a conversation about kind of like goals as an industry. It started out as like how bad the fitness industry is failing. And we've kind of touched mm -hmm. on that a little bit in the past, not failing financially, just failing the people who are there taking the money from, which I think it's just, it's not what extortion is. I don't, I don't know. You're just taking whatever it is. You're just stealing at this point. Right. Then if, if, if we continue to extract money from the people and those people continue to not get the thing that they came to get i think you're just like the fucking irs with fitness i just i don't get it you're just taken and i don't know where my tax money goes but it certainly doesn't seem like it's staying anywhere near me um and i think the whole thing sucks and and i and i i feel that way when i look at the growth of the fitness industry they're talking to be nearly like a just i think the fitness like business the fitness side of it um it's like a hundred billion dollar industry nearly um, and, and again, I don't see more, I don't see in my life that the people, are, you know, just day to day when I travel, when I go from city to city and I spend more time in gyms as well, but just getting around, going to stores, going to restaurants, just being a person out in the world. I don't think that the populace is healthier. I think it's no, worse it's now than it was five years ago, which is worse than five years before that and worse than five yep. years before that. And I just don't understand what are we, what are we doing? I mean, if, John, if I'm taking money from you for world peace and all I keep doing is starting wars, wouldn't that be a little bit of a fucking problem to you? Well, doesn't it, it reminds me a little bit of everyone, yeah, of talking about like the homeless problems that are all over like major cities. It's like <laughs> the problem is, is that it seems like the homeless problem doesn't quite stop being a problem because there's a lot of people being paid a quarter of a million dollars to solve the homeless problem. Yeah, yeah. 
It's not so for sure. It's it is it's, it, it is a constant loop that we're seeing because for sure I haven't looked it up. But if you, I bet if you look up the number of gyms that existed fifty years ago versus the number of gyms now, would be we would be probably what double, probably triple. It's insane. No, that I, ten I, times more. I don't want to speak out of turn because I've been. I might be a bit across some industries, but it's no, it's growing every year. As a matter of fact, locations go up, up, up. Yeah. There was a contraction in twenty twenty. But yeah, I th- as a matter of fact, I think I think though it hit nearly. Uh, listen, I might have been reading some. I don't want to quote any of this and then just be like really upside down on it. But no, it's trending more. There is more gyms. There is more conversation. There's more money coming in to solve this problem from the consumer base. There's more so, money coming in, and we are not getting the results on a population wide statistical impact. We are fucking up. Now, are there some people whose money and efforts and all stuff has has come back and given them what they came to get? Absolutely. Absolutely. As a whole, it's not working. Right. And maybe that means we need to develop further into some of these, you know, like we talked about last time, some of these tech spaces. There's a lot of other stuff in the larger wellness industry that I think um, I think is is gonna be how do I put this? It's going to be helpful companions for you in, in the fitness industry, you as a fitness professional, because you do just want people being concerned about their overall health and wellness 24 hours a day. So if they're paying me to coach them and then maybe they're going out and let me just look at some of these things, they're doing some sort of personalized nutrition thing and they're buying supplements and they're buying healthy foods from the healthy wellness food sector of the business and they're getting their they're paying extra care to healthy ethically sourced beauty products like that's a person that is spending a lot of their day worried and a lot of their effort and energy towards their overall health and wellness which i think it's a thing that helped me when i first started getting into fitness and i think it helps a lot of other people is that uh, your diet is not just what you eat, right? It's the things you consume, the content you consume, the things you listen to, the books you read, the shows you watch, um, where your vacations are, the uh, apps that you use day to day. Like this is all that stuff that you consume is a part of your larger consumption diet. And I think if you're consuming f- fitness content, fitness focused content, it's just entertaining that can frame this like new pathway that you're developing and can kind of like guide you through that and, and, and point you in the right direction as you continue to move forward. Because the worst thing that so many people do when they're starting as just a, a person who's looking to start losing some weight, right, is they get a gym membership and that's the only thing that they've got. And that's yeah. their pathway forward. And they get in and it's just, it's not enough and they don't have any guidance and they, they, they kind of still keep blinders on to these other things in their life. They don't eat better. They don't change their habits. They don't hanging around different people who are making healthier decisions. They still have all these other people going to pizza ranch twice a week and Chinese buffets twice a week. And it's tough to be healthy when you are still kind of surrounding yourself with that type of stuff. Those people get in and they don't have a broader um, set of inputs towards wellness and towards fitness and towards health. And so they get in, the water's not as welcoming or at least as, tasty as they thought it was going to be and then they back back out and that's so i kind of do look to some of these other things as able to help these as being able to help people move forward from that starting point i think it's i think it's going to be very valuable but that's our job as an industry now that's like the one problem we have to solve is we can't get a bunch of this one and done stuff and it's about people not being committed 
for sure. It's about lack of commitment. But at some point, these people need to be told you can't do all the same shit you were doing before. So how does that, how does this, how, how do we as an industry shape up instead of just taking money and failing? Well, because the industry clearly doesn't give a shit. Not, right? not the as a whole. Is, not that I've seen. Yeah, not, not as a whole, like it's shown, yeah. right? And I don't know if you've ever been like on a, on a sports team or part of an organization where you seem to be the only one that like gives a shit or wants to be like pushing or, or um, trying new things or, or really being like the tip of the spear. If you're the only person, it ends up feeling like you're kind of just screaming into a void, like pissing into the wind. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is that I think that there are several of you that are trying to do good with your gym, trying to be more than just a gym rat, be more than just a professional worker outer. But if you don't have support, if you don't have that larger ecosystem that we're talking about, you're kind of just pissing into the wind. And it, yeah. it takes more. It just, it takes more people to be able to start to move the needle in a meaningful way. Even if we're looking at hyper local, you know, micro type communities, even then you, you're not going to be able to yeah. do it on your own. And as a coach, it's the thing, you know, I still coach some coaches who are new coaches and things like that as well about coaching. You know, here we're in the business consulting side, but I still have a couple of coaches that I work with directly, directly and advise on a weekly basis. And one of the lessons still that needs to be taught for coaches very often is you, you can't just like care more about the person that you're coaching. If they're not getting like, that doesn't just get it. It's not that you can just care more and you also can't care on their behalf. Right. So what do you do if you're getting people in that aren't like, let's just say generally, let's go back to this, imp, this, uh, uh, freaking uh, client success ratio piece of data that we talked about a few weeks back. Right. Pull all your ask all your clients what they want to do, 12, what they're looking to accomplish 12 weeks later. Ask them how far along are they on that? How, how they 100% reach that goal, 80%, 40%, 20%, whatever. But ask them that. If a lot of your clients are, your average client success ratio is pretty low, right? Like, what are we going to do? Are you going to care more? Are you just going to yell more? Are you going to be more compassionate? Are you going to blow them up on the phone more? Are you going to, work them harder are you going to think about them more when they're not when when they're not with you when they're not paying you that's not the solution mm -hmm. so the solution needs to be systemic and your business needs to fit the pathways to success that are needed for these people right so your business model it needs to be from your sales system to your marketing to your staffing to how you're handling staff meetings to how you're managing your client's experience from day one are you getting expectations from them are, are is the whole thing set up with a high chance of success in the beginning or are you just getting a person and working real fucking hard for that person well that's not it you can't do it on their behalf and there's you, you need to allow them one of the things when i was going through this stuff and i'll check my other note here is um for the industry as a whole the trend gosh let me find up top here okay i got it so there's kind of some research that's been done on the industry as a whole more or less uh the wellness the the overarching bubble wellness which does include some of the tech stuff supplements apps beauty e-commerce or whatever mental health um individualism right now is like the big thing things need to be customized they need to think that yeah. the products fit them they need to know that like this is that their path is it's not just 
now I'm going to just sign up for CrossFit. I'm just going to become a CrossFit person, right? It's okay. But that now, because it's a brand, it's a larger brand that doesn't feel like that's for everybody. By the way, maybe it's not, but there's a lot of people that are never going to be drawn to that because it's not about them. It's about a brand. And that's a bit tricky if the initial impression that a client has is that you're not going to be able to tailor your products and services to their needs. No, I'm going to get stuffed through CrossFit. I'm going to get jammed into body pump. I'm going to get stuck on fucking spin class. I'm going to, you know what I mean? That's just what you're going and attending a thing that is not about you. And right now, individualism is like the biggest trend that's moving. (laughs) The other one is just minimalism. Keep it simple. Keep it natural. When it comes to foods, people are generally getting more informed that they want things to be just right? It just needs to be the basics. They're not the days of being able to sell the most complicated supplements, by the way, that's fine. But you know, every time I listen to fucking Huberman on some podcast, it just makes me fucking crazy. Cause he's like, so for just an extra like $2,000 and 45 different products you need to take a day, like you'll get a little bit better sleep and you'll kind of get this and kind of get that. And I'm just not into any of that stuff. There's too much information about it. And I think that's why the trend is, uh, for people to kind of close themselves back in and go, no, it's just all too much noise. How can I come up? What's the simplest plan for me to move forward? Exactly. Even more important is what principles can I extract? And I think even the Huberman's of the world and all the super smart sciencey dorks are going to go. The principles that you should extract are eat the basics, meat, vegetables. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, don't be buying processed foods. Don't be drinking too much booze. Don't be smearing your skin with a bunch of chemicals. Like just fucking like, let's pull back to a natural way a little bit. Universally, I think that principle is understood. And I think it's better understood now because there is so much noise. And when there's science out there doing research, it's all based on a product that's being trying to sell, sold. So every goddamn new little supplement I tinker with is like, oh God, there's just papers upon papers upon papers of the benefit of it. And I've never taken hardly anything where I was like, yeah game changer that's it. Yeah, what's the, john what are the ones out there yeah like creatine's like the closest it, right? you, you, know you barely mean? notice it it's just it's a right. it's slight but it's it, you know that one it's just the research is so much there i'm fine with yeah. it but i've got 20 different bottles of god knows what that I've, supplements that i bought and you know what works the only ones that have a measurable impact caffeine caffeine <laughs> yep steroids yeah T-R-T. creatine yeah. And I mean, nothing else are you going to just like feel or go, bam, hell yeah. Like, so like, yeah. eh. so just like, and everybody kind of knows that now because the, the reaction to all the noise and all of this data is to be like, well, I can't sort possibly sort through this. It's also, there's no re- reasonable way that I'm going to spend all this money on all this extra bullshit to keep track of because people want it to be simple. There's nothing I hate more than going to make my, um, like my morning drink, it's not my protein shake here, but my morning like electrolyte drink where I got to just open up and scoop like 10 different fucking things in there. It's like, it's a pain in the ass and I've got the time and the know-how and I figured it all out. Like it's, and I'm not doing that all the time just because it's a chore. But you didn't start there. And I think that this is like getting, gets to the crux of like who you're trying, like what is your intended goal and we have a couple of things that i think we we'll want to talk about before we get too far towards here but it's like yeah. who's your intended audience who is it that you're trying to serve and where do they need to begin because whether or not you should be splitting out 
your zinc, sodium, and potassium, whether or not you should be splitting those out into separate powdered version forms is probably a much smaller, it's guaranteed to be a smaller population than how many people just need to switch from regular Mountain Dew to Diet Mountain. Yeah, let's prioritize here, right? You know what yeah, I mean? Like let's it's prioritize. That, yep. But that comes down to who you're going to serve and really this this larger guiding north star of like why you do what you do in this industry because I think that that is where the the crazy train went off the rails a long time ago where it is the industry as a whole stopped being focused on making people fitter and healthier and overall just better their overall like life being better when it was so easy to make a lot of money very Dude. quickly. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's, that's where we see that deviation. And the problem is I don't, I think new gym owners and I think gym owners that are getting started or have been in the industry for a minute, I think it gets very, very distracting because as you want to do better, you have snake oil sa salesmen or just fucking people that are sleazy that are like, well, the way you help more people is you sell more of X or you do yeah. this or you do that. And their soul is like corrupted. Like it's fundamentally foundationally why they do what they do is so they can make as much money as humanly possible. So therefore by design, you get sucked into that. And if you're not careful, it becomes very soulless very quickly, but you think you're doing the right thing. Until yeah. it's a little bit too late. Well, next thing you know, you got some bald, red-faced fucking sales dork yelling at your team. <laughs> you see that guy, right? There's, there, there's this whole thing now in like sales coaching that runs across the internet that if any of you guys, I want you to watch. I don't wish I knew the fucking guy's name. He's a clown. Just as some, some fucking coked up alcoholic fucking weirdo just like yelling at people. Like, if anyone on my car sales team doesn't have abs, they're fucking fired. It's like... We're here to have success. You can go home and tell your wife you couldn't close this deal. It's like, bro, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. You fucking <laughs> dork. Get out of here. Like, go. I just, I can't stand any stuff. And, and by the way, that stuff is so cringy. The, your people who are coming in, who are already kind of a little bit hat in hand. And frankly, they're a little bit gun shy now. Because fool me once, you know, with the with the fitness industry, I got some shady bullshit. They locked me into two year contract, and no, 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 no. Or then I I went to some gym that was running some fucking sounded like it was a fitness fitness thing that was all going to be free, and it ended up being some challenge. But I had to buy a fuckload of supplements and like all these weird like layers that end up not being about serving the client and not being about making it individualized or customized. Um, people are very gun shy. Now I want to zoom back to this thing that you had mentioned a minute ago, which was like, what is your real goal? The failures of the industry is that we have failed as a fitness industry to increase the rate, the amount of fitness in our fucking country. Right. Yeah. That's it. Fundamentally. That's it. Right. <laughs> so that infrastructure is already failing in my opinion for you as a gym owner. One of the, one of the reasons that John and I kind of realized that like, that this is happening not and it's not just gym owners there's lots of other factors but for you out there i think a lot of gym owners and you if you're listening don't take this personally a lot of gym owners want to own a gym they want to become a gym owner and that kind of was as far as it went in the beginning 
they like fitness. It's, I mean, it's a little bigger than that. I like fitness. I like being around people. I like working. On, I do like helping people. So what was my goal? I want to own my own gym. I don't want, so that I I want can, to have a boss. So that I can work in my own gym and work for myself. And by mm-hmm. the way, great. Step one. But that's fucking easy. You, I, I mean, I, I get it that that's hard. I've done, by the way, I've done that. Mm-hmm. So don't fucking come at me. Like I've done that with like my every last penny and my entire life savings and paying brutal tax penalties on withdrawing retirement money early to build the whole thing out, to do the whole thing. I've done, I've been there, done that guys. Uh, but that's not a fucking finish line. And that's not Plus a goal. The, yeah. We've talked about it. It's, it's the starting line. A, like it's, it's a real goal. This is, yeah. this is it. It's just something you want to do. It's like, okay, but that's not impactful on its own. Just so you know, because yeah. there's plenty of gyms that do that. That just they're just a spot where some people go train and have fun, and that's wonderful. But is that going to move the needle industry wide? Is more of those going to move the needle industry wide? I doubt it. It's going to move the needle even in your community, like like even <laughs> on on the, on the smallest of levels in your yeah. little community of thirty thousand people. Is it going to make any difference? You were not there on Monday. You're now there on Tuesday. Does it fucking matter? does your existence fucking matter to anyone that's in your community that doesn't, isn't your wife? Yeah. Or that isn't already a member in your gym. Like, is there, is there anybody out there that's going, man, this place is just turning out success. Oh, by the way, your success. Yes. It's, it's, you can say I'm successful. I've accomplished these things. I've helped these people. I don't need to seek external validation, but let's be real. If people in and around your community don't think of your place as a place where people go to get, a done and they have a high likelihood to accomplish set goal like you're not successful that's not the reputation you want if i if i need to get fit i'm a person who wants to lose weight where am i gonna go i'm looking through the places where am i gonna go who am i gonna hire based on what reputation based on what information do you have is does that person have is like the highest likelihood of them being successful I don't fucking know. But a lot of these gyms that were out there opened by a gym owner who was just a fitnesser who got tired of doing day job, just wish he could be in the gym all day. Yeah. That's it. Which, and that goal, by the way, I'm with it. Start there. It's better than nothing. It's better than Hardy's or working at whatever Hardy's in or out. Carl's Jr. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever your version of that is. It's better than that. <clears throat> Which probably but not. It's, and it's the single you? cell organism of this evolution, right? Like yeah. it's like you are, you're at the very, very beginning. And I want to make sure it's really clear because right now, what, we're 20 minutes in. So if this isn't like if you're very content being a single cell organism, you're very, very important and you're a special snowflake. But if it, what we're everything we're about to talk about next is the evolution from that point. Yeah. And the vital importance of that evolution. And if that's not you, get fucked. Like, stop. Let's just move on. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, because these are the, this is this is the conversation that I get excited about having. Yeah. Is I yeah. get really jacked being able to talk to people that are looking at that next, those next evolutionary phases and yeah. making a larger impact than just being a place where you can like hang out and be God. It needs people. You mentioned Elon Musk and it, but this, this thing needs people with big goals, right? And now you and your gym and your small community, it doesn't require you to have a goal that says, I want, I want 200,000 members or, or I want to help. 10 million people lose weight. If you're in a town of 60,000 people or a hundred thousand people, it's like, okay, well, let's just talk about, we talked about this before pounds lost yeah. in your community pounds lost, or how many people have you helped to lose 20 pounds or more, 30 pounds or more, 
40 pounds or more, 50 pounds. Do you like, is that a thing that you kind of have that you'd hang your hat on? If you're, I mean, if you're into having an impact in the fucking fitness in your community, I would think that that would matter. Right. I just think it would. Is that something you're trying to do? Is it something you'd like to do? Is it's I, some people like, they just assume that that type of stuff is like a by, just a byproduct of fucking existing in the fitness industry. It's like, yeah, I just kind of do it long enough. And then eventually I'll have a bunch of success stories. And it's like, no, you have a few people who came in and basically a lot of times carried that torch, carried that water themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. They came in and they did and they were going to do it. And you just happened to be the person that was there and had, by the way, everything in place that you needed, that they needed to get done. But what about somebody who is a little less self-motivated? What about somebody that is not as well-informed or as thoroughly inspired as that person? Can you still help that person move forward by filling in some of those gaps? Or is the only way that someone can be transcendingly successful when they approach your business is for them to have already been at their wits end, to them have already been at rock bottom, to them have already sorted out all the bullshit information and to really be ready to commit to this one thing? Well, Jesus fucking Christ. You're not going to help very many people if that is the requirement. Then you're going to have to get out there and inspire and inform and do all this other stuff. That's hard to do. So your systems need to facilitate meeting people a little further where they are. Because what happens is people come in like that much and they get this, like at that level and they get, they get success. Because those people are going to be successful no matter what. This is in any walk of life, John. You've known kids that that since you were 12 years old, you're like, that guy is going to be successful. He's just got it, right? You just know. Some people can still be very successful. It's just not as obvious right up front. There's going to be a different journey, a different pathway. And a lot of those people, man, if one thing in their life goes left, goes right, goes sideways, goes up, goes down, like it can be in a very different situation. Mm-hmm. be a very different situation. And some, they just need the right correction or the right opportunity at the right time. And boom, they'll go the distance. So a lot of the fitness industry is predicated upon it. Really only the, your systems are really only going to work if someone's going to fucking do all of it themselves kind of, and they're just going to do it in your gym. Yeah. How, how are you going to, ha- how are you going to handle that bell curve of humans? 10% yeah. are going to get fucked no matter what 10% are going to be awesome no matter what, but then you have a very large population of people, the 80%, that are experiencing where it's at 25 you on average americans will gain one pound a year from 25 years old on that's a lot of fucking weight by the time someone hits right like think about it right like it's they gain one pound on average so assuming that you are a healthy weight at 25 which wake the fuck up look around not what i'm saying aren't but that means you're looking at people 20 30 40 yeah 50 pounds overweight. And that's where it's like, what? And I guarantee you out of that average, those people are going to a gym. They have a gym membership. Not it's, we're not talking about people that don't, but this is where it starts to get, where we start to kind of parse this out of being able to make a real measurable difference. Like you said, Tyler, being able to reach that general population that just needs that assistance and bring them in. But it has to start with you all as gym owners and us as people that are working with you to put you in a position to be able to do it. Yeah. And I don't, these are, these are almost like branding and vision exercises and man, we've done this shit. I've done this in every business I've been a part of somewhere. It's cool. Somewhere it's really lame. Some too early, some too late. Like what is your impact statement? Kind of like, what do you, what is the impact that you want your business to have? Define that. And by the way, it can grow. And I'm also okay with reverse engineers, but it should, it should still be a big one. 
and you know how you you know how you want to set a more approachable one is start with getting halfway there. <laughs> you just got to get halfway there before you get all the sure. way there. But just start with the big one. Right? What is what is what is the big one? What is was McDonald's? Was it simply I want to serve ten billion cheeseburgers? <laughs> like okay, whatever it is, like what whatever that is, fine. Something happened along the way before it got there. It didn't just go from zero to ten billion. But I think that for gym owners, it's if you're really in it, like I want to help, like if you're coaching people for weight loss, if that's like a thing that you're doing for performance is great too, right? How many student athletes do you want to have come through your system? One of the best, the best, John, you've, you've witnessed this is, well, maybe, maybe not your college program, but a lot of these co- collegiate programs and coaches, like the thing that they come through, that comes through this is like the coaches really are there to help these boys grow up to be good, successful men. And they sure. use basketball and the thing, this this four year experience and 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 all of the community connections they have. They they mm-hmm. that's what they do. And one of the things that I had seen, I think it was in high school, as well as it was like whatever it was like one percent of these athletes are going to make it to to play college football, and one percent of them will make it to the NFL. But a hundred percent of them are going to grow up to be men. So when I'm, when I'm here as the person who's coaching them at junior high and high school or whatever, like, what am I really doing? Am I trying to make them up into being this 1% so that I'm still, you're still going to fail 99% of your people if that's the fucking outcome. Right. So great. You're going to fail all of them for the success of one or two or, or whatever. That sucks. But what if you're there really to give everyone the best chance they have at that? But your goal really is to make sure they become good men who are able to do thing A, thing B. Um, the the processes that they need to learn, the habits they need to build, the the frame, helping them frame their own their their own worldview. Um, I think that's important, and I think that's an important thing. That coaching, this is sports coaching. We're talking, I'm talking right now, but that type of coaching, I think, is, I think that level of impact. I've known coaches like that. I know you have as well. Totally. Um, but I've known coaches like that, and those are the ones that are really really great coaches, and those are the ones that have a huge impact. There's school teachers that are like that as well, right? Mm-hmm. This, it's about something bigger than this. So what the fuck is it about for your gym? What is it? Do you tell me, you know? So for us, for John and I in our business, we've always said like we, I started with having a gym, John's own gym as well. Then I sold that when we moved overseas to start doing the kind of coaching process. So we were going to teach, we were teaching coaches when I was a strong fit, John and I, we were teaching coaches and building educational systems to teach coaches how to coach well so that people aren't getting hurt so that we're able to like grow the impact. Cause I can only have a couple hundred clients at my gym, but I wanted to spread like, I think a, a pathway to a healthier world, to a greater audience, which is what we did there. Well, and, and why did you even go to do the pot? Like it's, why even bother to do the podcast? Yeah, so you went to go do it. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. You, but so so you sell a successful one, sell all your yeah. shit, and go to help run a brand new zero episodes podcast, a brand mm-hmm. new one in a foreign country. What is the desire? Like, what's that underlying desire that you had? What's the why? Yeah. Why do it? Reach. That's it. The message That's is it. we need the reach. We needed the reach. I needed the. I needed a. I need a bigger reach. If I listen, I can do great things if I'm here just coaching a hundred people. Absolutely can. And when I when I'm dead and gone, that will be whatever. That's a great legacy amongst those hundred people. But I had the opportunity to do it for a hundred thousand people. And that's okay. and that is that's right. Time. Yeah. And that's and, the and, drive. 
And I could have, I could have pulled back. So, well, I don't care. I didn't need this. I'm just going to be, I, I had a gym where I was the gym owner and I could go to the gym and I could hang out at the gym all day and I could work out at the gym and I could be a fitnesser and I could stay fit, be in a gym, be a fit guy in a gym. Great. Then I'm just like every fucking buddy else. Right. And if you're listening, (laughs) and if you're listening, that's cool if that's you. But but this is where Tyler and I are giving you a glimpse, like a window into a little bit of a section of our souls because other sections are darker. But it's like Mm -hmm. a section into the more optimistic and positive parts. Because for me, it's that's how I got involved with the same organization. Is I start to go help Strong Fit because for me it was like what you're teaching is too good. My background is in education, getting education online. At that time when it was brand, like nobody was doing it. 20, yeah. talking like 2017, 2018, like it's no one's trying to get stuff online. It's brand new is in this world. And for me, it was like, this is too important to only be accessible if you happen to find this fucking dude that shows up to 12 locations. Or like th- and like three podcast episodes that have existed. It's just too and, hard and to find three grand to get there. And you got to be in person. They're not going to be in your hometown. I'm like, how do we get this online? And that's where for me, I make that jump to start helping because it's like, I have the means and the skills to be able to get this more available to people globally. Yeah. And so that's where, yeah, this, this <laughs> fundamentally this, this passion that comes from making great shit more accessible to allow more people to use it, to do more good in their own communities and their own people. Yeah. And I mean, the thing, and the thing, and I think that the, the, the wider your impact, the more lasting it is. I think it's important. And so I think it's great to have a tremendous impact on 10 people a year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you can use that tremendous impact if you're willing to publicize to speak about to share you can use that to inspire and guide and empower a hundred other people and from the sheer mass of that you could use that to do the same thing if you're so willing to speak about those successes and leverage them into more and then make that a thousand people and then you can keep drawing people in because i've said this with each of these projects that we started my goal is to kind of chisel my initials into something permanent right that's what we're doing we're trying to build something that has the reach that when at least for me, not every person at the very end of this is going to get this, right? But there will be many, many, many people who have found their way through fitness to a coach who's using a system that they really believe in, that they educated themselves on, that they're also selling in an ethical manner and presenting products and designing these products in a way that can actually give these people a high likelihood of success so that some people can have success on their first, second, or third attempt. And then hopefully there's hundreds of thousands of those people that will trickle down from what we've done with this podcast and the other stuff. But this podcast into a business that's completely built on delivering a fantastic high likelihood of success experience for their clients. That's my goal is so that those people may not even know it, but that that can be tracked down to the things that I've been working on and things I've been building for fucking years here. Right. So, but that is important. For John and I, our goal is that the gyms that we work with get to the point where they're working directly with 1 million base level clients. 1 million clients is what we want our gyms underneath our network to have. That's an impact that we want because we, I believe if that's that's 1 million people who are absolutely having the best chance of success, that this may be the last stop they need to make. Or at the very least, they get in here, they figure this out, and now they truly are empowered to go forward. Because when I look through this, I even wrote this on our list, like we need to if you're going to actually have the impact on society, people need to be informed on how to eat. Not everybody's there. 
John, you see all the Mountain Dew drinkers out in the world. Like there's a ton of them, right? Right. I just, I'm at the point now where I, if I see an adult, especially a man, by the way, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, dude, just, just drink a goddamn beer. There's less right. calories in a fucking beer than there is in a fucking Mountain Dew. Just be piss pounding bush lights all day. And I think that's less weird than a guy drinking five or six Mountain Dews a day at your job, which by the way, I've done that before I ever started any of this. I've, I was five, I've six Mountain Dews a day, man. I've been there. I've been there. As um, well. But like, they need to be informed. They also need to be empowered to think that they can actually do it themselves so that they can kind of take that on. But that's tough, man. How do you do that if you're not already doing business with somebody? Well, now that starts to become a function of your social media, right? This is why your marketing and your business, all of this needs to kind of start to start to lean towards the desired impact that you're hoping to have. But your desired impact cannot just be, like I refuse to allow it. If you're listening to our words, it cannot be that I want to help one person. I want to inspire and make lasting impact for one person or 10 people. Like the way you make serious fucking progress and impact is that you say the words, let people know that you want to help a thousand people you want to help ten thousand people like let it be because <coughs> that yeah. starts to bring people into your world yeah yeah because that's for us that's what that's where we want to tell you it's like we want to help a million clients we want our people to have a network where they've worked with a million people because now what is that lasting impact yeah it's a million people it's a million people. families that's because yeah holy shit could you imagine just the idea of like it's all if you drink mountain dew like it's like that's your people that you niche down you you focus on that's the group of guys like men i want to help people be men you realize <laughs> if you can get somebody to make that transition to care about themselves and to better themselves what is that going to do for society yeah, to have tons. more men walking around being better husbands, being better dads, being better men in the communities. I think if I was able to convince, if I was able to convince a million dudes who drink Mountain Dew regularly to switch to diet Mountain Dew alone, think of the think of the impact you would have on just just strictly the amount of fat these dudes are carrying around. Like it's crazy when you start doing the math on what that means in pounds over the course of especially someone's life or a decade. It's crazy. So when we talk about this, so because. <laughs> With, when John and I discuss like the, the million people goal, right? That doesn't mean a million people have to go through CrossFit gym, or global gym. This is, and this is why John and I's business model and our business coaching is set up to facilitate this pathway for these million people through whatever business, fitness business that you want to do, as long as it's fucking matters, in my opinion. Um, but that can be, I mean, anything. Every sector of this business is ripe for growth. Every every price point is ripe for growth. I, I think I think everything. Whether you're doing franchise stuff, the 24 hour model can grow. I think personal, in my opinion, I think personal training will fucking pop off in the next 10 years. I think there will it will be, especially the ones who are willing to behave professionally and actually treat themselves like professionals. I think you're going to see a lot of much much like CrossFit coaches when there was the big boom and you just had to take a weekend course. All of a sudden, everybody's a goddamn coach. Well, you're going to see that people are going to realize how easy it is to become a personal trainer. And you're going to see people doing that instead of becoming gym owners, frankly. And I think that you're going to see a lot of growth in that sector, but being a good one in that sector who actually gets results and can market it well and sells in this way and gives people a high likelihood of success, that guy, you'll be the best in fucking no time. Do you know how easy it is to be some of the best personal trainers around here? Fucking easy. So easy. 
Yeah. It's easy. It's easy. Me- you know, Me- Me- Megan's making more money than any personal trainer in town here that probably has ever walked through this town here and was making that kind of money within her first six months. Yes, she was. And it wasn't based on anything other than like, no, I care. Here's the systems. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to market it well, and we're going to fulfill the product professionally and can crush it. But you can, whatever it is that you're going to do, just know that like the sky is the limit. There's one thing for sure that I think people in the fitness industry need to understand is there is no scarcity right now. No. There's no scarcity until everyone is so fit and everybody knows everything and everybody's already got a place that they're going and it's working for them. And they're so happy and they're so connected to the community that they would never consider leaving and never consider trying anything else. We are a long fucking ways from that. Absolutely. So you do not have to worry. This this entire industry uh, has been so bad that almost everybody out there does not have allegiance. All of your target audience should be people who currently have no allegiance to any gym whatsoever. That's that's like it's it's the biggest blue ocean. It's it's like the thing. Hey, you don't go to a gym or you need to get back into a gym. We're your spot because blah, 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 blah. Like there's just if we're all competing over people who already go to the gym, you're a fucking idiot. And that's one of the things that I've always kind of like frustrates me a little bit about some of the, especially the older um, CrossFit HQ marketing that was very much about the competitive side of the sport. It's like, well, this is not going to get people off the couch. (laughs) I'm I'm afraid any more than watching a football an NFL game is going to get a guy into the weight room. It's just, this just doesn't happen. You realize that I go to a gym where they allow pretty young athletes to be able to train on their own with general supervision that's supplied by the gym. So they have their actual staff on floor that then programs for every youth athletes that's there. And those youth athletes get to just train, lift weights and do real shit while they're there. And they don't need to have parents. Do you realize how often I watch parents just sit and watch their kids work out? How crazy is that? If fucking blows my mind <laughs> i don't understand yeah. and a couple of the, a couple of them are dads that are overweight that and i'm like and i've just because i know them i'm like hey what the what fuck the are you doing <laughs> yeah. why are you just sitting there i'm like that's crazy to me because yeah. there's a group of dads that i spend a lot of time with and we like poker nights and dude shit whatever and none of them zero go to the gym but they're all like incredibly like high hour intensive jobs, like 80 to 90 hour a week type gigs where they're like the boss yeah. and they just haven't prioritized getting their ass to a gym. Do they need to? Yes, but they don't. If you're fucking sitting and watching your offspring work out for the hour and you're, you're there, yes, you are there. <laughs> so crazy. as a gym, it's like, come on. So that that's where it's like, it's again, it's the, the, um, you can, no, people don't have allegiance and yet they're fucking on your floor and you're not have like, it's the, the bar is so low yeah. to be able to make the ask or to do just bare minimum things to be able to bring people into your world. But it really comes down to what do you want to do? What do you want to be known for doing? And this gets a little bit back to like your impact statement or your ethos of who you are and what you want to do, but it's what do you do and who are you trying to work with? Who are you trying to save? Who are you trying to make that impact with? And I think that this is where it starts to be where as we look at problems that exist in the industry and who is going to be the ones that are going to move that needle 
that as a whole, if we can get to, we get a million and it will be, it, it, I ref, it cannot not move the needle. Correct. You're talking about a massive push <clears throat> in a particular direction. So for you in your community, your gym is your gym built to move the needle when it comes to fitness and wellness and health. Are you built to do that? Are you ready yeah. to do that? Because there I are some no, gyms that I really like that I don't think are going to be able to do that. No, no. And it's okay. And I also think whatever your sector is, like then what real impact do you want to have? You know, we got coaches here that do primarily like youth sports performance coaching and stuff. Well, but just like you described how there's kids in your gym who are learning to read a program, do the exercises, show up every day, do the work, work hard. At the sports performance gyms at Gordon Spot, like he does great work. Because these kids are coming in, they're learning hard work in the off season that it pays off. This is, these are lessons that like, I kind of, I didn't really learn. And, and frankly, I think a lot of the people sitting on, sitting on ass, putting on five to 10 pounds a year around here are, are, that lesson was not imprinted deep enough when they were young. They didn't really learn that. They didn't, they didn't learn it. They maybe did some stuff, but so I think you're. Your ability, like, even if you're coaching youth, it's like, well, yeah, I can't coach 10 million kids out of my gym. It's just me. I'm just, well, perfect. But what are you really teaching them? What do you really want? My goal, if I was only doing youth sports performance, would be a certain percentage of the children that I coach, whatever that is. To say, let's say I would want 90% of them to still be lifting weights and exercising regularly when they're 25 years old. If yeah. that is the case, then from that, I know that I've really had a lasting impact. And then I can grow my check and choose to grow my numbers. But if my system is built on them being successful here and them learning these lifelong lessons for health in their community, those kids grow up, those, those young men grow up to become good fathers, healthy fathers who stay in shape, who are there for their kids, who don't let their kids become Mountain Dew people. You know what I mean? You just you can't do that. And, and I think in every sector, by the way, what if, what if you're a 24-hour spot? You don't have much personal trainer. You have some personal trainers. You're not dealing with like a labor intensive fucking business model, right? Coach product. Okay. Well, then maybe there's just some relationships you can build, right? Where maybe you make recommendations, bring in partnerships to handle some of this other stuff where you just are a facilitator. You don't have to execute. Get kickbacks or don't for it. I don't care, but give your people a high chance of success. Bring in a nutritionist. Host some seminars here or there. Or bring in a nutritionist and let her sell it to your email list. Bring in something try to find purse always be trying to figure out what can i do to make whoever my people are if i got a 50 dollars a month catch-all membership and no real upsell opportunities okay what what can i do if i can't get these people to spend more money with me fine if that's your model right you're not going to be a personal trainer you're not going to bring in more staff that's fine it's absolutely fine then partnerships are your path forward because these people need more services. They need more customization. And as long as they're coming in and feeling that they're left alone in your facility, that's an opportunity that is, that is being missed. So to grow the impact of that gym, that's how, that's how I would do that. If I'm a CrossFit gym, I would expand to making sure that people know CrossFit is accessible to everybody. It can be successful for everybody that here's how we do it. Here's what it really is. Um, we also have personal training. We also have semi-private programming. We also do real deal strength training at these times. And maybe it, that, like those are, you need to also offer nutrition coaching. We talked about that in the past in our recent episode about the um, biggest opportunity that I think CrossFit boxes leave on the table. Those are the things you need to do to bolster 
your chances of your people being successful and to grow your impact. Once that's established from there, that then you can turn up the volume. We've always talked about this. Don't just chase leads, chase profitable outcomes, profitable outcomes for you, positive outcomes for your clients. When you do that, then you can turn up the volume on leads and it sings a very beautiful song. Okay. You start turning up the volume on leads early on and those other things in place. And it just sucks, man. Pure bullshit, pure feedback. It's no good. And it does come down to where like you have the opportunity, you're creating your own, and I'm doing it. It's not hyperbolic, but it is right. Like you're creating your own universe. Yeah. Right. You're creating your own reality that's in your world. When someone steps into your world, they are now stepping out of wherever they came from, whatever. And for me, it's very literal, right? When I go to train, it's, I get to shut my brain off. Mm-hmm. I get to go to a place that I don't like my wife knows like a house better be on fire if she's going to call when she knows that I'm at the gym because I can shut my brain off and do this. That is what you are allowing people to do is come into your world. And since this is a new universe and a new world, it's whatever those people affiliate themselves with outside of your world, that's on them. But you have the opportunity to present them a whole new way of living and life. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the benefits that we talk about all the time of like, you are the five, you are the result of the five people you spend the most time with, right? It's you get to decide who are the five people, the five companies, the five things that your people are surrounded by. And this goes back to our ecosystem principle, but it is, what is that ecosystem that's built? And this is just like you said, even if you run a 24 hour spot or you run a highly coached personal training studio only, you will not achieve an audacious goal of having people lose 10,000 pounds or 100,000 inches or make the difference that Tyler and I want to make in the lives of not only the gym owners and their clients for us as an entire organization. But you will not make that difference unless you have those partners, unless you have four other motherfuckers that are in your ecosystem that all want to have lasting, impactful change in the community that they live in. It's a must. So what do they do next, John? Come up with your thing. Yep. Right. Come up with your thing. I think it's important. What is you do? Let me touch on one subject here. Okay. A lot of us did get into the fitness industry because this is the type of fitness that we like to do, right? This is the way I like to coach. I want to share this because I think it can help in this way. Um, and I And I do think that that's okay. I don't see... I don't see anything wrong with that inherently that like you have to pick do listen if you're if you're a sports performance guy pivoting into extreme weight loss for extreme right. weight loss cases like maybe that's it's just not your thing if that's and that's not I'm not saying it needs to be you don't need to just pick the most impactful niche and then just stuff a biz, a generic business model through that with that doesn't have your soul attached to it Right. Whatever it is that your soul is attached to, how can it be impactful? And I need you to think on that. That's it. Think on that, come up with it, and then set yourself a goal. Like, what is it? Is it, is it, is it, I just want to help X amount of clients to teach X amount of goals. And I think when you start using things like client success ratio as a piece of data, like now you can, you can start to actually see that being a real thing. We can help people hit diverse amounts of goals, like diverse types of goals. Maybe simply pounds lost. Maybe it's, family fitness in your area pounds lost amongst families maybe it's simply as to 
build a great community. Maybe you can't do huge numbers, but it's to build a great community where people are really like fostering a love for exercise and fitness and health and all this stuff. Maybe that's it, but figure out what the fuck that is and then figure out how you can make that as impactful as you can, like for whatever your goals are. And if you, Hey man, maybe you got another job and you're, you are just trying to kind of meet in the middle and have some kind of impact and you're not going to leave your other job. I know plenty of guys, they got, they got good jobs. They have another project and they are just doing this thing. It is a hobby, but it still matters to them. Right. And they still mm-hmm. want to help people. They still want to have reach. They're just not going to come in and, you know, not everybody's going to start making electric cars and try to send people to Mars. That's not it. You know what I mean? Like, right. But no, like, Fucking Henry Ford wasn't thinking about space travel, but nobody's like Henry Ford. What a fucking loser! All what he did a, wanted to do is make cars. Uh, yeah, but anyway, <laughs> but figure out what that is for you within the framework of what you do. I don't think I'm. Don't take whatever we're saying here as a way of us like shitting on whatever it is your thing is because it doesn't have the greatest direct impact on a massive amount of people and and whatever the obesity crisis is in this country. But but let's give a real uh, give an example. Like we all know who Arnold is, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Arnold's goal was to be a bodybuilder. To be jacked. Right. He wanted to be jacked. Right. When him and a bunch of young other males around the same age do questionable things on an island, all males together hanging out, <laughs> just lifting weights when they're in fourteen. But it's they just want to get huge, right? They just want to get jacked. He just saw posters, but but then. It started with, I want to get jacked, but then it evolves to, I want to be like, I want to be the best bodybuilder. And then he wins three, four. And then it was like, I should make sure that I have a personality that is charming. I'll track and trans, you know, you watch pumping iron, you know, immediately Arnold had his eye on transcending that part of the industry. Mm -hmm. But what did it really do when Arnold was obviously the single most charming and well-spoken and charismatic person on that? what that meant was this guy who was an absolute phenom in bodybuilding is now going to get that kind of message of like, Hey, being jacked is awesome. Like lifting weights is fucking cool. Like the, it now gets to billions of people now, just mm-hmm. that message, like jacked guy, Terminator, freaking like all of that stuff is like, governor and then it's like i'm gonna be be in all the movies i'm gonna be governor like like the sky really was the limit but i still every time you see arnold what is it sort of his governor stuff but anytime you're seeing arnold it still is framed in your head what do you think when you see arnold i i see it's it's this arnold this guy in the gym It, it is that i've seen him at the arnold well what is the arnold it is like this biggest goddamn celebration of whatever types of fitness there is from powerlifting to bodybuilding. It's, it's just like, Hey guys, let's work on our, like what a, I mean, a, I don't know how many people go through that thing. They say a year, but it's a massive amount of people run through the Arnold every year. Yeah. And, and having been in there, you see, it's, it's fucking crazy. And when Arnold walks through Arnold is God amongst all of them it really is. There's a point in time. It probably is not the case anymore, but I would say even maybe, back then 2017 18 would be like worldwide was anyone more famous than arnold at that time it like even and obviously even before that but but globally like a kid in myanmar right is gonna know who arnold is based on one picture is gonna know who arnold is but it all ties back to th- then what does that kid it wants to get jacked i want to be fucking jacked being jacked is cool right and so that type of impact it i think it's i think it's important that wherever you start you start 
but be willing to transcend it. Be willing when opportunities present themselves. Oh, don't shy away from it. Like this is, uh, it's like Loki. Be be burdened by glorious purpose every fucking once in a while. It wouldn't hurt you a little bit. And if you find that you are, you are burdened by that glorious purpose. Like those are the, those are our people. Yeah. For Tyler and I, you are our people where you are burdened with that next step of evolution. You want to be part of our million because yep. that what we do next gives you everything that you need to be able to do. You need to be able to have a coach the same way your people need to have a coach and need to be able to have someone that's there, that's been there, that has done this, that allows it to be able to be done efficiently, effectively, and with your soul firmly intact in the, your body and in your business's body. Right. This is this is what we do. This is part of that larger mission that we did at the end of the day is a calling that we feel called to do because there's a lot more than Tyler would prefer to do probably in his life than hang out with me a whole bunch on virtual calls all week long. Actually, almost nothing I like less than being on Zoom calls, guys. <laughs> You're like, it just means I like John so much. But yeah, so it's more than just liking me. Right. It is. That you larger. park a guy like me at a desk for half a fucking day and you're lucky that there's not something starting on fire. So, um, no, we're doing this for a reason. So for those of you out there, you want in, get in. Okay. Shoot us a message. There's plenty of different ways you can get started. So just shoot us a message or visit JimWarnersRevolution.com. You can just shoot, shoot us at uh, Jim Warner's podcast. Message me at Tyler F. Stone on Instagram or John. Um, yeah, get in, get started. I mean, if you got – you started, you got 50 members, 60 members, 20 members, 100 members. If, if you felt called by any of the things that we, we describe over the course of this last hundred some episodes, right? If you've kind of, if any of this stuff has clicked, like, oh, that really does make sense. And maybe you've tinkered with implementing some, just know that like of your hundred clients, like that's a hundred people that sit on our tally towards a million. That's a hundred people that now like you, that you can guarantee when you start working with us, like all have a higher likelihood of actually achieving their goals. All are going to be brought in and brought through a business that is going to be modeled after you, what you want to have done, but also that's rectified with what they're trying to do. They're, they're, those two things need to meet. You want to make a living. You want to have fun. These clients want to do whatever it is that your niche is. They just want to have fun on their spin cycle. Fucking awesome. Let's go. But let's make sure that if they're doing it for weight loss, that it's able to be something that's easy for them to come back to. It's easy for them to be consistent with it. We check all of these other boxes so that every one of your clients now becomes part of this upper tier of fitness consumers, which is the ones that actually get it done. And I think that's what's the most important thing for John and I is that like there's too many people doing business with these fucking fools out there, right? You want to do some bait and switch shit and then hopefully sell your business to the person who is selling you the bait and switch shit. Go to the other guys. You know who they are. But like, if you want your shit to be actually about things working for your people and you making money in the process, like we're the ones. So that's enough trash talk for today. The industry's been bad. You guys are good. We still love you. You can do better. Any other dad talk we got to do? No, I think that's it. All right, guys. We'll be back to it next week. See everybody later. Love you. Bye. <laughs>